You're listening to the Interns to Pros podcast, where you'll learn from some of the most successful impact players in the media, technology, sports, and entertainment industries. How did they land their awesome jobs? What big lessons have they learned along the way? Get ready to take your career to the next level by getting insider knowledge from some of the best in the business. Here's your host, Mitchell Leach II. Welcome to the Interns to Pros podcast, where we give timely wisdom and elite value on how to go from an intern to a pro. I'm your host, Mitchell Leach II. Today, we have an amazing guest on the show today, ESPN sports anchor, Carrie Chow. Carrie is a phenomenal example on how to go from an intern to a professional in the sports media industry. Prior to join, joining ESPN, Carrie hosted a weekly show with Fox Sports San Diego. Before that, he worked as a reporter and anchor at numerous TV stations in San Diego, Mobile, Alabama, Cashville, Wyoming, and Los Angeles. Kerry has won multiple journalism awards, including the prestigious Edward R. Murrow Award. This is one very talented man, and we're extremely blessed to have him as our first guest on the Interns to Pros podcast. Kerry, thanks for joining us today, and welcome to the show. My pleasure. It's an honor to be number one, man. Number one. On the pod, yo, I'm I'm so pumped. I can't can't wait to get into this. But you know, the, the one problem I have already, Mitchell, is that oh. the biggest. So when I came to work at ESPN with you, dude, you had the best. You were always the best dressed guy, in the- <laughs> and people can't see that on the podcast. <laughs> well, well, listen, listen, listen. Now you are the dress. Don't 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 be louder to people now. Come on, now. <laughs> I keep it real. Oh, my goodness, man. Well, listen, Kerry, first off, congratulations on pulling off one amazing career. It's 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 truly um, it's truly something special. Thank you, sir. So let's get let's get right into it. So talk speaking about your career, if you could describe your career journey in one word, what would it be and why? One word is difficult, but I would say fortuitous because Mm -hmm. I, I look at. You know, in journalism, you you have, you have to constantly be objective, and I and I like to look at my own career from an objective perspective. And and there's so much good fortune. Don't don't get me wrong, so much hard work. But to get where you need to get, it's hard work. It's also timing, and it's just sometimes it comes to luck. And through my path, there have been many a times where I'm like, okay, I've been unemployed a couple times, and somehow had to find my way back into the business and and find that next position. And, you know, it's, I don't want to say fate straight up, but there are certain things, certain decisions that come to you in life and and you have to pick the right, the right path, right? You come to a fork in the road and it's left or right. And you just have to, it's not saying there's a wrong answer, but you just have to decide which one to go. And man, my career has been certainly fortuitous and I, I'm thankful for all of it. Amazing. Amazing. Now, what would you say you're most proud of thus far in your career? And you're coming with the guns. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's how we do this on Interns and Pros. Come on now. <laughs> uh, one of the things, I'm tremendously proud of a lot of uh, accomplishments in my career in, in certain elements. Like you mentioned, I'm very proud of my Edward R. Murrow Award, but it's the thing that I'm most proud of is being an Asian American face on this multimedia, like mainstream media. Uh, specifically, there's not a ton of Asian males in journalism. And I remember growing up, Michael Kim was one of my one of my heroes because he was an Asian American on ESPN, and 
you know, if, in an immigrant family, my, my parents moved here in the late sixties. And when you are watching TV and I watched a lot of TV growing up, but you know, there, we just wouldn't see Asian faces. And then now when I saw Michael Kim and a couple other guys and, and that's when kids realize, Oh, I can also do this. And it means such a tremendous difference. I think there's huge power in media. And when I get texts or when I go to conventions and I see these young Asian bucks come up to me, male, female, whomever. And actually, I don't even have to say Asian. When I, when anyone comes up to me and says, Hey, I really appreciate you representing the culture. And that, to be honest, that means the world because that's, I know what I felt when I was growing up and I didn't have that. So to be able to to put on those shoes and to be able to be that for somebody else, man, that means the world to me. Tremendous, tremendous. Now, I I know I, I've experienced this in my own career where you have people coming up to you where you used to be the person going up to a Michael Kim or, or somebody that you looked up to. Tell us about your beginning, your internship experience. What did you do? Where did you do it? And what were the three biggest lessons learned from it, from the internship chapter in your career? All right. So... You may have to re-team me up on those questions, but I will tell you about my internship internship experience. When I first graduated college, so I went to UC Santa Barbara. Gauchos represent. Uh (laughs) Oh. When I graduated, I didn't have a full-time job. I was working at the local newspaper, the Santa Barbara Independent. It's a free weekly paper. And as I was graduating, and and I know so many students are going to be feeling this in the same manifest because they're like, once you graduate, you go to this... You go to this university, you think, hey, now's the time I should have a job lined up. Like, that's what I went to school for, right? And then you don't have a job lined up. And it's it can be a very frustrating process. And I remember talking with the newspaper and they said, we like your stuff, but we don't have a, we don't have a full-time job for you. We can't create that. So I had to move from Santa Barbara back to my mom's house in Orange County. And I, for those listening, I know, like, that is a humbling experience. When you go to college, I mean, Mitchell, you, I mean, think about that, right? Like you go to, you go to university, you, you do well. And mm-hmm. then after that, guess what? You just move back home. <laughs> and like, yes, yeah. It was reality for a lot of folks. Exactly. So, so what I did when I got back home, I, I was like, okay, what can I do? And I was, um, my friend, and this is where the hustle begins. And I know I'm taking a very long circuitous route. To no, you're good. <laughs> But I remember I had some friends who were still in college and, and they, uh, they knew I was struggling to find a job. They knew I had some skill. I, I felt like I had the confidence in my abilities. And they said, well, there's a couple internships that uh, are at KABC Television, the Los Angeles ABC affiliate, the TV news station out there, Channel 7. And there's also the best damn sports show period at Fox Sports. And I told them, whatever, oh, I'd love to get an internship. They're like, well, the problem is you graduated. You don't qualify. So what I did was I went to a local community college, which I had a friend who had connections over there. And he they created me a fake student ID. Well, I shouldn't say fake student ID. They, I enrolled in some classes that I never went to the school. It was Fullerton College. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> I got a student ID and I enrolled in some courses, but there were... They were, they were a front, to be honest with you. It was only so I could qualify for the internship. And then, lo and behold, I was able to get both internships. And because I was working both of them, I had to coordinate my shifts. And ultimately, long story short, 
I started working at both internships simultaneously in Los Angeles. So one was in uh, LA at the Fox Studios, and then another one was in Glendale, all in LA. I lived in Orange County. For those who are not familiar with Southern California and traffic, this was hellacious. So what I would do is on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I would be interning all day at those two different places. And so I would go from eight to five from one shift at uh, Best Damn Sports Show, period. And then I would leave Best Damn Sports Show to go to KBC TV and intern there until about 11 p.m. at night. Neither of those were paid. What I would end up doing is sometimes crashing at friends' places at night. Other times I would drive all the way back home. And I mean, it was just, it was a brutal time. And then to make money, I was working at Costco the other days of the week. So I was working seven days a week and this grind was going on for a while. But um, if I did not get those opportunities and eventually at KABC, there was a production assistant opening and I said, hey, this is what I've been doing over here. Can I slide into this PA position and get paid? And it wasn't much. I think if I recall correctly, maybe $8 an hour. Uh, this was to give you guys a time frame. This was in 2003. And so 2003, 2004, and once they said, oh, I'll take that paid position, I, I quit at Costco, the $8 an hour, I was working 40 hours a week for $8, you know, and again, commuting back and forth, doing that drive, which I will tell you this much, for those who are familiar with traffic, if you're stuck in LA traffic, it will change you. <laughs> it will change you. Preach it. Preach it now. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I started listening to opera because even the slightest music with any like beat would start <laughs> riled up as I'm looking at the person next to me in traffic, you know, I, I, I calming influence. And anyhow, I started doing production assistant work at KBC TV and eventually I kept working and working and, and that's how I climbed. But those were my two internships when I first started out. Now, um, that, that first off, Kudos to you. I, I did kind of the same thing. And, and yes, you really have to want where you're going uh, to do all of that. And at the end of the day, you still got to get some money. So <laughs> listen, I worked at UPS while, while I was doing uh, two internships as well. And, and so I definitely can relate to that. And I know there are a lot of people listening who can relate to that struggle. Now, what, what was the what part of UPS? <laughs> oh, I, I would you say the worst part. Yeah, like what was the toughest part about what that job? Getting up at four a.m. Oh, yeah, <laughs> being being there at four a.m. and then going to the internships from there. Yeah, most definitely in the job, in the job as well. So I, I definitely can relate to that struggle and sleeping two, three hours at night and just really, really have your mama all worried. Like, look, you need to sleep. <laughs> right. So I really, really, uh, I didn't have to do it with LA traffic. So I don't know how you did that. So, um, that's all so also, right. All part of that grind that you, and then that's the thing, right. When you're young, like you, and you know, you need to get a job, you know, you're not, you're not entitled to this right off the bat. You know, even though that's the, I think that's the part that's such, such a difficult thing to wrestle with when you first graduate, because I mean, you, you go to college or whatever, even if you don't go to college, but after high school, the, the goal is right to start to prepare yourself for the real world and prepare yourself for a career. And after college, you think that that's ready and going to be given to you. And, and then you just realize, no, nah, man, no, it's definitely not. Definitely. Now, you've already mentioned a couple of key key things um, in regards to the lessons that you've learned. Uh, what what would you say um, are some of the key lessons that you learned from that 
internship chapter of your career? One, number one is be willing to help out no matter what the job is, how menial it is. And like, that's not, when I say that, you know, there's also the, the, the sexual harassment culture. I don't want to get into that. Like, no, you should know your limits too, right? Don't, don't get harassed. And that's, that's something completely different. But when I say be willing to do whatever job that's, so when I was working at KABC as a sports intern, what I would do on my days off, cause I wanted to be on camera. I, I knew that. And on my days off, I would say, Hey, can I come in? And I, you know how, how, so this was actually by the time I got that product, production assistant job. So I was working those five days. Cause when I was interning, I really didn't have any, any quote unquote time off. But what I would say, cause the production assistant was doing a lot of the similar jobs as that internship. And in that, in that role, you're not going to be doing this amazing work. Most likely. I mean, there's a reason why you're getting paid $8 an hour. I was like running scripts and things like that, printing scripts and running the scripts to the, the anchor and teleprompting. But that said, on my time off, I would go to the photographer and I would say, hey, I'm trying to start up. Uh, I'm trying to become a reporter, trying to become an anchor. Would you be willing to would, take me with you on, on a ride along and just see what your shift is like? And I could just follow and shadow you guys. I'll buy you lunch. I'll carry your tripod. I'll, you know, whatever it is, I, I would really love the opportunity. And more frequently than not, you will find that the answer will be yes. And that people are willing, people like you, Midge, or like, like me, like we're willing to help out the next generation because you know, we have to pay it forward. We didn't get to where we are without the help of others. So when you start asking around and you, you can't be too blunt with it. You also have to understand how your company works. So if there's union parameters that don't allow you to hold camera equipment, things like that, you need to be cognizant of that. So you understand your company, but then understand who the staff is. And, and you can do that by simply talking to maybe the boss of the internship and the manager of the interns, or you see somebody you really admire at work as at that internship. And depending on whatever field it is, I'll say specifically for me in a broadcast field, I would go to the sports anchor and, and say, Hey, do you have a couple minutes to talk about blah, blah, blah. I would love to just pick your brain for 10 minutes. I know you're busy. I would love to do that. Just do not be shy um, at that internship because you have to take advantage of whatever opportunities. Because I think for the most part, the best part of an internship is that your foot is in the door. In my experience, the actual role you are doing as an intern is not that significant. So you have to make that internship the best uh, that you can. And that is being proactive. That is saying, Hey, do you have something for me to do? Um, do I want to learn how to edit? Do, do you need an editor? Let me go. Let me try to learn how to edit. Do you need somebody to do this? Like whatever that might be. And I will even go to so far as to say buying lunch, right? Like I, so I had a boss who one of my roles was to go out during lunchtime because she was so busy, she couldn't leave. And I would go buy her lunch. Like I, she would pay, don't get me wrong. But I would like we would go out and I would um, I would pick up whatever random nearby food and bring it back to the station. And in doing all these things, you just have to you really do have to be proactive and you got to talk and be friendly to everybody. Like put a one of the things that I I really emphasize in in work culture and mm -hmm. I, I know because I've witnessed this and I know you've done this too is you got to be you just smile at work and whatever stuff is going on inside your 
life and whatnot, like you can shield that. I don't want to say put on a fake smile, but just be positive because a positive and optimistic attitude will go so much further. And it's cheesy as hell to say that. I know this, but but it's true and it works because people will see you and they're like, oh, that Carrie kid, he, just, he seems to be enjoying himself. Hey, you know what? Let's see if he does this. He always, every, every time I, I need a task done, he seems to be willing to do it. And, you know, again, you don't want to get in, into a situation in which you're taken advantage of. But at that level, you need to be able to do anything. Because if you, if you don't, then there's a sense of entitlement. And I will say for a lot of people who might be listening to this, there's an unfortunate stigma that millennials have already in that there's this, this idea that millennials feel entitled. And so this is a perfect way to say, no, that's not me. That's not representative of who I am. You're, you're stereotyping. No, I, I hustle. And, and that goes a long way. It sure does. And I mean, what you so eloquently described was the value of an internship and what adding value um, every single day in every role that you have, whether you're getting lunch or running a script or producing something. Whatever you're doing, bring a positive attitude and add value to the to the organization. At the end of the day, people will see that, you know, one day at a time, one uh, nice note at a time, uh, positive attitude and adding, you know, tremendous value every single day is, is, a, is a big thing. So um, so you survived the internship chapter. <laughs> now, what was your first job in the business? And kind of describe the art of landing it and just describe how it went. So that, um, I guess that production assistant job would be the first job. And, and uh, it was behind the scenes, doing a lot of teleprompter, things like that. It, it was actually a lot of the similar roles that I had as as. Gotcha. Um, but I also want to say that in terms of like the hustle and... And I have a unique situation because back when I remember my friend, he used to, he, he was in the same situation as me and he, his hustle would be at a local cable access station and he would, he would set up cameras and he would shoot things like that. And he's like, Hey, I'm trying to direct. I know you're trying to be an anchor and host and so forth. Let's just start shooting our own stuff and put it together. And I think I can get it on this local access. It wasn't paid, but it's exposure, right? And it's, and, and less exposure, but it's just experience. You get out there, you're in front of a camera, and you start to build that. So we created a show called Fresh TV, Southern California's number one reality variety comedic hybrid travel show on cable access television on Tuesday nights between 8.30 and 9 p.m. Nice. Number That's one. what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Hey, when you when you become that descriptive, you can say you're number one at anything. So. That's right. <laughs> That is correct, my friend. And that's, and you know what? Just being proactive. Um, don't underestimate the value of being proactive. And this is a common thread in your story, Carrie, is you're always proactive, looking for ways to get experience and add value. And, and that's part of what I love about your story. Um, so describe to us, you, you're now at ESPN, describe your current role and, and, you know, a few of your favorite things about what you're doing now and uh, some of the lessons learned thus far at ESPN. So many lessons to be learned at ESPN, right? It's it's such a, I mean, it's this, it's so big, right? For lack of a better word. Um, so I currently, ESPN, the, the roles are constantly shifting. So I'm a sports center anchor and 
I'm also, I highlights anchor. So a digital anchor. So everything, all the games online, all the games that you see that need to go online, those highlights, I now read them. And then sports center, I will host a sports center and uh, I'll fill in on first take. Uh, I used to, we used to have a red zone type show on ESPN called goal line as well as buzzer beater. And so it's essentially commercial free, nothing but games. And you just, you're the, you're the director, you're the conductor. You got to go shift from game to game. Basically I'm saying I do everything. (laughs) 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 Whenever somebody, and and I guess that might be similar to what I was, what we were just talking about, because I say yes to everything, right? Like then here at ESPN, that's where they put me there. You you can call it a jack of all trades, master of none, perhaps. But if there's a role, they they can say, hey, Carrie, can we need you to do this? Go fill in. So I'll I'll fill in on a halftime college basketball show. And then I'll, but my primary role would be sports center. Tremendous. And, 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 you know, versatility um, is something that is always important. And you kind of, you know, reminded us all about the power of uh, being, being willing to say yes. But also you have to do your job well. Right. <laughs> so uh, because, you know, if you can make yourself indispensable, uh, that's truly invaluable both for your career and for the company that you're working for. So, um, you know, people, people, uh, you know, here is ESPN and they think the behemoth and, and the dream job. But what is the common misconception about your role or just in general about being a sports anchor on television? You know, I think a common misconception is that it's just you go out there and you talk about sports, right? I, I mean, as a as a whole, that is correct. We are, and I think it's important, and even individuals at ESPN, we sometimes lose sight of the fact that we are talking about sports for a living. This is not a life or death matter. But on the day-to-day, it is you have to really research all your information. You can't, this is a fake news um society, right? Where some people are so quick to say, that's not real. That's not real. That's fake. That's fake. so you really have to emphasize facts. You have to, like we get in there for sports center to give you an example on a uh, 7 PM show, you get in there around 1 PM and you're writing the whole time and you're setting up interviews with, of course, the help of producers and so forth, but you're real, you're, you're re, uh, coordinating with research to make sure all the information is correct. Hey, can I ask this question? Does this question make sense? You've got to write popular lead-ins or exciting lead-ins, catchy lead-ins that kept keep people uh, informed. And you don't want to lose the attention of the viewer for a split second because these days there are so many competing media that you have to deal with that you know, I can go to Twitter, I can go to Facebook, I can go to YouTube, I can go to who knows what new platform to watch to consume my information. So that one of the biggest uh, misconceptions is that it's, to be honest, is is easy. Like I, I think people really, I don't know if people in general like oversimplify what it is to work in sports, but it is a, it is a tremendous hustle, as you know all too well. Most definitely. Most definitely. Now, um, in your opinion, Kerry, what would you say are the biggest things for current students to prepare for in the sports media industry over the next three to five years? Do again, it's we have it's funny because we have these repeating themes, but man, you got to do everything. So, for instance, I can I can write and I can present on air. But guess what? I can also shoot. I, I know how to use the cameras. I know how to 
I know how to edit on Final Cut, on iMovie or whatever different type of software that there is for, for editing purposes. You have to be able to do everything. Jack of all trades. The, the days of being solely a sports center anchor and just going up there and reading prompter, that is so gone. <laughs> like that is not, that is not yeah. what the future holds. So if you want to be in sports media, I mean, go out there and it's so easy to get familiar with the, with the tools that we have now. Man, just take your iPhone and, you know, put it on selfie mode and start talking, start describing a scene, you know, and you know what, and this is another difficult part for another difficult challenge for people starting off is the embarrassment factor. Like you don't want to be the guy talking to your phone at a game, right? He's like, who is that guy? Who's this self-absorbed person talking about that? Or what are they talking? Oh, what if you screw up? Oh, I'm going to laugh at this guy and ridicule him because he's trying to do... Nah, get over that because people are going to laugh at you no matter what. You can't please everybody, but what you have to do is be able to increase your skill set. So go out there and practice and get those reps in. And that's what doing that cable access show for me and my friend, my buddy, that's, that's how we got more polish. And, you know, also, so in addition to learning all those tools, the patience is also key. And, and it's not about being in a, sometimes I was going to say it's not about being in a tunnel, but maybe it is like you want to have not quite a one track mind as to what your ultimate goal is, but you also don't want to pay too much attention to what your friend Rachel or your friend Bob is doing at the exact same time because sometimes the competition can be healthy but if they're all of a sudden doing for an example for me if we're all going after these local sports reporting jobs and guess and the television is broken down to 210 total TV markets and the 210 is the smallest one number one is the biggest and then that's New York so if you're trying to get that first job my first job that Casper Wyoming first on-air job paid Casper, Wyoming, that's 197. So when we're first getting our first jobs, it's like, oh, Chow got 197. I'm over here at 100. Dude, I must be way better than him. That is such an easy mentality to fall into, but do not fall into it. And that's what I mean by the, the healthy competition versus just knowing who you are, because it doesn't matter what size market you go to or where your job is at. Just do your job well. And you will theoretically, theoretically be rewarded, you know, and I, I think that's, um, and so with that, you know, the, the, there's that patience, there's patience, I, I'm kind of rambling now, but there, there's, so, you know, there's so many, and this is why I like talking to you about this, because, because you know, Mitchell, like, there's so many, like, different aspects of when you start off that are so important, and whether it's, it is doing becoming as well-rounded an employee as you possibly can with as many tools as you have. But then psychologically, you also have to be like mentally fit because it is a tough, it is a tough industry and it is a tough and and challenging job. No doubt. And and interns and pros family out there listening, uh, what Gary just gave you was, was true wisdom nuggets there, man. Uh, Just the art of career growth, how to, you know, he he gave uh, the best ways to sustain it. And, you know, Kerry, I mean, we know uh, ESPN has been in the news a lot lately. And there's a reason why he's still there. It's because he is versatile. He brings that positive attitude every single day. He adds value at every level. He treats everyone with respect. 
that he's constantly getting better and is um, consistently excellent. Um, and so pay attention to that and make sure you add that um, that mentality and that work ethic and that patience and perseverance uh, into your story. So uh, before the call, um, we were talking about the power of mentorship. And I know I've been blessed with a ton of mentors and, and you as well. Who were your mentors? And if so, what was the best piece of advice that you received? One of the guys I got to give a shout out, Ed, like we talked about, right? Where there's so many different guys. And then at, even at different stages in your career, you pick up a new mentor and, and the learning never stops. But at the very beginning at KBC TV, there is an entertainment reporter. His name is George Pinocchio. He's been there forever. He's uh, a Hollywood people like George Clooney knows him because he always wears his vest. So all the Hollywood celebs, they're all like, oh, George, how's your vest doing? Because his wife makes vests. I digress. Anyway, he's, he's, he's well-known <laughs> guy. And uh, I was just starting there, and I, I was pulling video file for a reporter's story. And these are one of the simple jobs that you have to do, right? And I'm pulling this video file, and he comes over to me. And I know who he is. He doesn't know who I am. And he's like, hey, uh, I know what's, what's your name? Like Carrie Chow, he's like, "What? Uh, what are you hoping to do?" And I'm like, "Oh, George, I want to be like you. I want to be a entertainment reporter or, or a sports guy. You know, I, I wanted to do entertainment or sports, primarily sports." And he's like, "Well, why aren't you doing it?" <laughs> and I was like, "George, I just started. What do you mean? <laughs> like, don't be stupid. What do, you, like, what, do you, what do you mean? Why aren't I doing it?" Uh, and he's like, "Listen, man, you're here." You have, if you have the ability, you can, you have the voice to do it. All you have to do is you have the voice, you have the look. All you have to do is work hard and start putting it out, just trying harder. <laughs> He's like, you just have to keep trying harder. You, you're not trying hard enough. I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> my, I didn't say this, but my first instinct was like, man, you don't know anything about how hard I've been working. <laughs> like, don't clown my hustle. And he's like, if you were working harder, you would have this job already. You would have a job already in, in what you want to do. And, and he's like, I'll help you. But I mean, I'm just saying like you, there's, you shouldn't be waiting for anything. <laughs> I was like, and it's such a, I, I felt like it was such a contradictory thing to say. And, and one, I was, I was so grateful that he took the time out of his day because he's busy to just talk to me for a split second. Part of me was thinking like, man, he's so arrogant. How do you tell me? like, <laughs> right. how, how is he going to tell me this? But then I thought about it and I'm like, these guys don't have time to BS you. They're, that's not, they're, they all, they're there. They're not here to just like waste your time. That's just wasting their time. And I thought like, okay, if that's truly what he means, and okay, I'll, I'll get on that. And I started putting together a reel, and I started going out with photographers more and, and shooting my own stuff and clipping my own things and, and putting that together and shopping it to all these different local local TV stations across the country where I had over 120. These were VHS tapes. This is pre-DVD. <laughs> I, I know about that. Yeah, right? And that's expensive, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. It's, and you get to the quadrant where it's like, ah, oh, I don't want to do um, certified shipping, but yeah, that's so much money, but, but it has to go. So anyhow, I, <laughs> I just remember that kicked my my butt into high gear and, and I was like, okay, and, and he's my friend ever since. And the fact that he took that time to just say, 
it was almost like Yoda, like do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> he was like, do exactly. it. And I was all right. Okay, let's do it. Tremendous. Now, um, do you have a, a favorite quote or book that has helped you in your career journey? Shoot, I guess it might be Yoda right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, but I, I will say, I, uh, as much as I believe in the do or do not, there is no try. There is tremendous effort in the attempt. So it, it is an oversimplification. But I think the Yoda quote, which does resonate with me, I think it serves as a motivational purpose. But I wouldn't say to all you guys listening out there, don't, that's not the gospel that the force, the Jedi, that's not the gospel right there. That is, that is a quote. There is tremendous, um, there is, tr- uh, what, what is the word I'm looking for? The, the, the trying does matter because the trying is what can determine who and, and who you are. And that's not to say if you don't get to whatever your goal is that you're a failure. No, the trying is, shows like, oh, look at, look at what I did. I did all this. I put myself into this and, and I can, I can at least take that away. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm just saying like the goal is ultimate, right? But don't think of it as zero or 100. Like I don't, to me, that's not what it is. I think there is a tremendous amount to take in the fact that the trying matters as well. Nope, nope, not a doubt. Not a doubt. I mean, you, you, truly tend to um, reap what you sow, but even if you, you're not reaping immediately, um, you're getting better, um, yes. getting wiser, right. Right. and more prepared along the way. Now, uh, as we get ready to close out the show, um, we've been blessed with a ton of wisdom from you, Carrie. Do you have a final piece of advice for current students and recent grads hoping to go from interns to pros? I would say... Don't be afraid to leave your comfort zone. And that is a very difficult process. I had to leave to cast. I grew up in Southern California. I'm a SoCal homeboy. <laughs> like The beach, I'm all about uh, the beach and the mountains out there. I went to Casper, Wyoming, population, uh, what? I don't even remember the population, but I will tell you there was two Asian folks. <laughs> I was like, there nice. were and there may be, uh, there was no, not a lot of diversity out there. It's completely different than what I was accustomed to. And it's a different lifestyle. But I will say in my year and a half out there that I loved it. I had a tremendous amount of time. And if you were to tell me, would I want to go to Casper, Wyoming when I first graduated or when I was first looking for that job, I would have said, hell no, I didn't want to do that. But that's where the job was. And you you have to get a feel for if that's the right job for you. Because hopefully, those who are listening, you'll have multiple opportunities you'll, of job offers. You'll hope, hopefully, right? Like sometimes you only get one and you got to take that one. But hopefully, you'll get multiple job offers. I only had a, a handful and I was looking at Casper, Wyoming, you know, market 197 out of 210. Like that is, that's as small and bootleg as it gets. But I asked for things. I wanted to become the backup sports guy. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And they told me, we haven't had anyone ask to do all that stuff because that's just more work for you. But if you want to do it, then yeah, do it. And I said, yes, of course, because I knew that that's not my end goal. I knew I wasn't going to be in Casper, Wyoming for the rest of my life. And God bless all those people out there because I did make friends for life out there. But, but for me, that's not my end all be all. I remember 
when I was a year in, they, we had, um, there was a change in the main evening anchor and they asked me, would you, would you be able to do this? Would you, we'd like you to be our new evening anchor. And I said, no, like, no, that's, I'm honored, but that's not my goal. I'm here to get better. I'm here to work on my resume. I'm here to get some of these, some of these uh, flaws out of my game. And then I'm on to the next one, you know, like, like Jay-Z back in the day, on to the next one. And what I would say to the kids, to all y'all, I don't want to, I say kids to everybody. So don't take offense when I say kids, but <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm talking about like being willing to leave your comfort zone, because right now it goes to that same issue of the stereotype that millennials face is that it's millennials are entitled. And I don't want to, why do I need to go to Wyoming for my first job? Like the game has changed and it has, it totally has. I just know what worked for me. So I'm not saying go to these terrible, I shouldn't say go to these super small markets or go to these odd places. I'm saying be willing to go to those places because you never know what will be there. And, and typically in those small places, you're going to be with a lot of like-minded individuals who are in the same boat and you guys can all grow together. And guess what? Your network just grew because you have friends for life from the place you just went to. Like my friends from, I keep saying like from Wyoming, my friends from Alabama, like all these places you grow together and it's, and that's when it becomes that healthy competition as opposed to the unhealthy competition that I discussed earlier. So just be willing, if I can really, there's a handful of nuggets that I I really want to drop, but for sure, be willing to get out of that comfort zone because it is difficult. You leave your friends, you leave your family and it is, but if you can, you know, family situations, everybody's situation is different. So I I put that out there as a huge uh, caveat. What a lesson, what a lesson. And, you know, Sometimes you, and I've learned and you've learned that sometimes you do what you have to do to do what you want to do and have a laser-like focus. So if it's going to Wyoming, it's going to, I used to tell people, I'll go to Alaska and cover uh, dog sled races if I have to. Uh, But that's what you have to do. Um, Everybody's journey is different, but be willing, just be willing to do whatever it takes is invaluable. So, uh, so as we close the show, Carrie, uh, what's the best way for the interns and pros family to connect with you on social media and, and anything else you'd like to throw out there? Yeah, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Carrie Chow, ESPN, Carrie, C-A-R-Y. Uh, you can hit me up on LinkedIn, find me out there, and, and just me- be sure to mention interns to pros because I, I don't usually just click okay to anybody. But if you come to me via uh, interns to pros and then we're all good and we will connect. Um, And also like, if you guys want to check me out on Instagram, I like to post a bunch of travel vids and crazy stuff like that. And I have an adorable puppy that's trying to get some shine. (laughs) (laughs) That's at T carry chow on Instagram. So any one of those three find me and I'm, I'm happy to help out in any way that I possibly can. And um, yeah, for a bunch of students out there, there's a, it's called, there's an organization called sportstaskforce.com. It's a part of the Asian American Journalists Association. Um, and we try to, we actually offer scholarships for people who are interested in sports media. Now, the big question is, do I have to be Asian? No, you don't have to be Asian to get a part, to get uh, the scholarship. It's, but you have to be able to, uh, you have to join AAJA, which is the Asian American Journalists Association. So that basically means you have to just support the cause. 
That doesn't mean, again, that you have to be Asian. You just support the cause for diversity in media. And that's what it's all about. For student memberships, it's only like 25 bucks, I think. I don't remember exactly. But uh, but yeah, you can get a, a $2,000 scholarship, um, school scholarship. That's right tremendous. That, that's, that's a tremendous thing. Listen, listen, we know. A lot of these internships are unpaid, so every dollar seems like $1,000. So that is true. <laughs> Melissa, thank you for sharing that. I really, really, really appreciate it. So, uh, Carrie, thank you for your time and uh, have a have a tremendous um, rest of your evening and, and just, uh, you know, uh, continue to the amazing journey that you that you have. Mitchell, honored to be guest number one on this. I will always I will always have that. I'm going to you know what? I'm going to add that to my resume now. <laughs> thank you, Carrie. Take care. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening to the Interns to Pros podcast. We hope you enjoyed the insider wisdom and industry insights. Be sure to subscribe to this show wherever you like to listen. iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and more. Now is the time to maximize your opportunity in today's marketplace, regardless if you're a student, professional, or employer. For more information on how we can help you or your company do so, visit internstopros.com. That's interns, the number two, pros.com. Until next time, never stop learning and do your best to master the art of excellence in every aspect of your journey. Congrats in advance.